And the real problem is, is as a society that we're, we're pushed on the American dream and we're not taught on how to achieve it, really achieve it um, by actually understanding financial literacy. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Creating Wealth Podcast, where I, Kyle, from Kyle Curtin Real Estate, interview local top dogs in the real estate investing, wealth building, and personal finance industries. Let's build together. What's up, guys? This week's guest on the podcast is absolutely incredible and creating a very large multiple business vision in the real estate investing space. Justin has an out-of-this-world story and an exceptional vision for what he is building. This is the final part of this interview, and there is so much value, especially in this second part. In this episode, some of the big-ticket items that we dig into are how to teach others financial literacy, the necessity of having an open mind, the concept of your one thing, becoming 1% better every day, SOPs and delegating, getting into your flow state, and so much more. There is so much to learn from this episode, and I hope you enjoy. Let's jump right into the episode. So to kind of move on from that um, a little bit, so Justin, how do you define wealth? You know, if you had to kind of, you know, give like one answer. <laughs> so um, I would I would more so say, how do I define success? Uh, I wouldn't define wealth per se. Um, so my my level of success for me is where all my assets pay for my liabilities. Simply put, you know, if I have assets that generate me um, five thousand a month in in cash flow, uh, profit cash flow, um, then I will, you know, have my liabilities. Say my my mortgage payment is two thousand. Say my car is five hundred. My food, insurance, all my other bills equal five thousand as much as I'm getting in profit, where I can kind of live essentially for free based off my residual income coming in then that's, that's my level of success. That's where I hit my plateau. I would consider myself successful and not until then or not after that. And then all, if all you got to do is if you want to buy something new, you want to buy a new car, you want to buy something that's going to have a monthly payment on it of say $500, just go buy another asset. And uh, you can continue growing and doing that as long, as much as you want, you know, and, and that's never like, that's the, that's the coolest thing in my opinion. If you can have your assets pay for your liabilities, you win. And, and that's simply put how, how you win the game of life. You know, if you can do that, <laughs> you, you, you're good. You're good. And especially if you have assets that are building uh, equity uh, appreciation as, as they grow as well. Obviously, that's just that's obviously all the better, you know. Um, but yeah, that's definitely my level of success. I totally agree, man. Like, it's so crazy, like how simple of a concept it is. But like, I, I don't know if it's like people just don't really know about it or like don't really want to maybe sacrifice in the beginning like to be able to buy those assets, you know, instead of, well, buy those assets first and then, you know, like cars and stuff like that after. Um, but yeah, like it just, it just makes sense, you know, buy things that make you money to then pay for the things that take money away from you. You know, it just, I don't, I don't know. It just, you know, kind of blows me away, you know, like how people just buy liabilities for the most part. I mean, you know, and it's nothing that they're doing wrong per se, but just like not really maybe having the knowledge or like, you know, being taught that from anybody or anything that, you know, that's not just a part of life, you know, like you just work your W2 job, then you can buy like the car you want, you know, when you save up enough and stuff and like make enough. But now, you know, you, you literally like need that one job to pay for that car, you know, and like, yeah, just to kind of create other things that are going on in the background, you know, and like other streams of income 
to be able to buy more of those, which are then, you know, going to be making money while you're making money, hopefully. And then you can start to take on, you know, more debt for, for other things. It's just, it's crazy, like how simple of a concept it is, but like a lot of people either don't know about it or, you know, maybe are kind of unsure, like how to get into it or, or what? <laughs> so how I see it is like, I definitely agree with you. It's definitely crazy, but it, it's not that it doesn't make sense. It totally yeah. makes sense why people don't, because the majority of people aren't taught financial liter- literacy. Uh, like for me, I knew it was a mindset shift that I had to educate myself on. I wasn't taught it. No one, no one sat me down and, and put me in a room and, or, or in class and, and taught me that understanding of, of that simple equation that your assets should pay for your liabilities. And you shouldn't have liabilities until you have assets and try to focus on gaining assets that, that drive um, profit, monthly, monthly revenue, dividends that can pay for your other liability. And it just, people aren't taught that. And, and the real problem is, is as a society that we're, we're pushed on the American dream and we're not taught on how to achieve it, really achieve it um, by actually understanding financial literacy. And I mean, simply put, there's like two books that I would highly, three books I would highly recommend. I'll get you there. Um, You read these three books, you'll have a complete understanding of this and your mindset will be changed forever. Rich Dad, Poor Dad, obviously, which is the number (laughs) one financial literacy book probably in the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Richest Man in Babylon is a really, really great book uh, about financial literacy and profit first. Those three books will put you on the right path of financial literacy and you'll never, like your mindset will be forever changed and you will actually be successful in my opinion if you read those books and actually put that information to use instead of like not doing anything with it or not really understanding the fundamentals that go behind those books, especially The Richest Man in Babylon. Like that one is a really, it's written in like old age English or whatever. It's really hard to understand. I had to listen to it. So I I had uh, actually, if you go to YouTube and look it up, I'm pretty sure that the audio book's on there. Um, So I had to listen to it a few times to fully grasp it, but it it, it comes off as like um, a fiction book because it's like a storytelling book, which those in my opinion are the best. But throughout that journey of this, this guy, you learn all the financial literacy things that you need to know about actually how to, how to save money, how to actually acquire money and how to have your money work for you instead of, you know, you working for your money essentially. Yeah, no, I I totally agree, man. Like those books are incredible. So like the first one I read was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and then The Richest Man in Babylon right after that. It's just kind of like how things fell. And like, I, I really, really liked, well, both of them, obviously, but like the richest man in Babylon is definitely like a favorite, you know, just because I don't, I don't even know when it was written. It was like a long time ago, though, <laughs> you know, and yeah. like stuff like that, like, you know, really gets me excited when like some of these books are written back in like, you know, 1920, 1940, like, you know, like these super, super old books, but the principles in them are for the most part just as applicable now as they were back then and like especially like the story and stuff too and like the 10 rules in there man like it just it's something else and it's a short book too but it's like so valuable you know what i like <laughs> like i tell people all the time like i think i paid like eight dollars for uh rich dad poor dad and like that's gonna be like the one thing that has like the biggest return probably in my life you know because like my brain literally just like flip-flopped you know, like you read that book and like you turn into a different person. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's such a, a growth book, you know, and like I tell, you know, everybody about it, that's not necessarily, you know, in our, our kind of space in any way, but yeah, and it, the, like, it kind of hurts me, man. When like, I tell, you know, some people about it that it, like, aren't really in like the, 
you know, investing or entrepreneurship, like kind of with that, like classic, um, you know, mentality, like of just how you're brought up. I tell them about it. I'm like, dude, I'm like, I will literally buy you this book right now if you read it. And like, I've, I've bought it for a couple people and like, none of them have read it. I'm like, dude, I'm like, you could be missing out on like a whole different life. But you're right. I mean, it's, it's not necessarily for everybody. But like, I just kind of like, no, to, I, I think it's for everybody. I mean, people, yeah. it, it's, it's so weird, man. I, I've been through that phenomenon in so many different situations where you have this piece of information that like, you know, everyone needs to know it. And then you just yeah. gotta, like shake them and like, hey, listen up or read this one book and it will change your life. And you're not even joking. You're serious about that. And you feel it deep inside because you read yeah. it and you feel it. It really it happened. altered yeah. <laughs> your life. And um, still people won't do it. They won't, they won't hear it. They won't get it. And, it, you know, I learned that uh, it takes a lot of time and patience with somebody to actually yeah. get them to that point. And like, they also have to really want it. And if they don't want to, then you can't do anything about it. But like, I, cause you know, I'm, I'm, I have, a, I have a team, right. And I'm trying to always like, one of my main things I focus on isn't just our company's success. Yeah. I really intimately care about everybody's in my company's personal development journey, because that's how we're going to get there. If I yeah. focus on their personal development and they grow as individuals, and I truly care about their personal development, which I do, it's going to ultimately get us to the finish. It's going to get us to where we need to be. And uh, so that's a problem that I'm, 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 I'm always battling is uh, trying to have people see things that I know are like life changing <laughs> things and they just don't see them. And, and yeah. it's very common for people not to. So I, I now have this understanding that it's totally okay. Um, and it's just a process that you got to go through with them. That process could take a week. It could take a year. It could take, it might not even happen. And just having that fundamental understanding of that and knowledge of that it's like makes it okay now and i'm like all right i accept that people aren't going to hear things right away you know and if they got to want to hear it one and then you got to tell them it a couple of different times in a couple of different contexts and you got to show them it and that's the only way to get them there and um that's that's just now I, i'm okay with it you know if they want to learn it cool i'm going to push it on them i have a couple of different ways to do it and if it still doesn't work it is what it is yeah that's really interesting man i, I haven't really thought about it that way before you know like it's um and even to the to your point of like you know like if somebody doesn't necessarily like want to learn the information and like isn't like the most open to it like just to kind of accept that and like that's something that like I definitely haven't really learned yet I guess like just because like you said you know like I've seen how it's worked on me and like you know a lot of other people around me and I'm like dude like <laughs> you know and like it, it kills me sometimes like you know how some people talk about money and stuff and like you know, you can just kind of see the, see the solution. I mean, like, I guess from our angle, you know, just from like being in these kind of environments all the time, you know, like, it's just kind of our mindset, um, you know, like that's been built up, you know, just from having conversations and, you know, starting reading. companies, you know, like reading, yeah. like listening to podcasts, like, it's just kind of what we're used to. So it's like, like, I hear people talk about money all the time. And like, I cringe and like, um, you know, just because like a lot of people just aren't like open to, to hearing it, you know, so it's just one of those things. Like if you were open to, to hearing me out, you know, it could, you know, maybe turn on a light bulb or, you know, make you at least think a little bit differently. Um, but a lot of people aren't like open-minded to it. And it's like, it's tough to just kind of like accept it, you know, but honestly, yeah. I, I'm going to like, that really made me think what you said of like, you know, it might not happen right away. And even like, you know, to show them different concepts in different ways, you know, cause like everybody thinks differently, 
you know, so maybe like trying to explain it one way isn't going to do the trick for somebody, but maybe like showing them in a couple different ways could still like maybe teach them that concept or that lesson, like in the way that they're, you know, kind of wired, you know, yep. I, I don't know. I just, that's going to keep me thinking like, <laughs> like how so, can so I, what it comes down to like trying to coach mentor and train people or like you trying to get something across to somebody like, yeah. like that, like, it, you really got to understand human psychology on a, on a pretty deep level. Uh, you got to understand how people minds work and like, think back to you when you didn't know that information, you know, like where was your head at? How would you actually consume it? And how did you consume it? What made you want to pick up that book that one time, or what made you want to turn on that podcast? And you know, like you got, you got to kind of stem back and think back to, all right. So I, it took, it was a, it was a, a shift for me at one point. Right. Yeah. And that shift can happen for anybody at any point in time. And it is like a shift. You know, I, I talked to my brother about this a lot because he went through that shift as well. And I helped him along that journey as well. And uh, he has the same thing, too. And he's like, man, you know, I want to teach people this stuff, but, you know, they just don't they don't listen. They don't want to get it. They don't like care. And I'm like, man, like, you know, I understand I'm, I'm yeah. there. It happens to me day in and day out. Like, that's a part of the journey of like really trying to help people. And, um, you know, one thing I do on my team that helps me is um, I have people take um, disc profiles. Uh, yep. So this a disc profile is going to tell you essentially what motivates somebody, uh, who they are inside and out. Um, you know, if they're a driver, if they're um, like really just who they are, right? And this is going to take tell you how you can teach them. Um, without knowing this, though, you're going you might te- if say like you're a driver, you might teach them as a driver. But a, if if they're not uh, a driver as well, they're not going to take that. And they're not going to listen to it that way, right? And this is a huge thing in sales. Um, if you got to know your client, you got to know who you're talking to, you got to know who you're trying to trying to educate um and you got to be able to communicate the message effectively in the manner that they can actually receive it and everybody receives things differently but typically they'll receive it based on um their their uh who they are as as a, as a person right so if they're a driver if they're um there's three other ones i'm blanking on them though analytical um so obviously analytical they, they got to know the numbers behind things you know if someone's a driver yeah. that they, 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 you got to talk direct to them. You got to show them exactly what it is. You can't beat around the bush. Um, and then the two other ones, um, you just got to, you got to know these different traits and you got to feel out who they are. And then you got to be able to present the uh, information across in that, in that direction, you know? Yeah. It's really funny to say that actually, because like I was driving somewhere last night and I had uh, one of like the bigger pockets uh, episodes on when I was driving and they were talking about the disc profile. So I actually like looked it up uh, you know, on Google and, um, I'm going to check it out. Cause like, I've never actually like taken one before. And like, you know, I hear it once in a while be like, Oh, you know, I, I took the disc profile or like, I, you know, I had my team take this. I'm like, Oh, okay. And I heard it yesterday and it clicked. I was like, all right, I'm going to do this, you know, just to kind of see, you know, that different perspective, um, you know, and see what it comes up with and, and see what happens. It sounds yeah, pretty it's, interesting it's, though. <laughs> it's really cool to understand more about yourself too. Like, yeah. you know who you are, right? But when you take one of those exams, it kind of tells you a little bit, it tells you what you know about yourself, but also a little bit more deeper and intimate. Um, and then also if you know someone else and they take it and you read the results and you're trying to help them in a certain way, like you're really going to understand uh, their true motivations, the true things that are going to help and push them along that finish line of whatever you're trying to do with them. So um, yeah, dude, I would, I, I've taken tons of those exams just about myself, just to try to learn because the more you know about yourself, uh, the more you're going to be able to teach yourself things, the, the better you're going to be at personal development. So yeah, dude, if I was you, I'd be taking those all the time because, you know, <laughs> mine change a little bit too. They're not supposed to, but mine change up a little bit every so often. Um, 
you know, I've, t- I've taken them up in, when I was in college and they're different than they are today. Um, I just have a, my mindset changes. Maybe I don't know who I yeah. am changes. And that, you know how one of my favorite quotes is I'm a different person. Than I was yesterday. And that leaves everything off the table. So what I said yesterday, I can now change my opinion on things. I can now change who I am uh, completely. You know, when I find something that's that I was wrong with, now I'm super okay with being, all right, hey, I was wrong. That's, that's awesome. Now I know what might be right now. And trying to always continuously have the open mind, no matter what, having that mindset of I'm a, I'm a different person than I was yesterday leaves everything open on the table and leaves you always open to learn information while you're having conversations instead of being objective on a certain point. Because, you know, if you think about it, all the information that you have in your head was either was the majority of it was given to you from somewhere or some way, right? Some of it is obviously like your thoughts of actually like your, your uh, conception of what, what was received to you and perceived like your perception of it. But most of it was given to you. You, you read something, but where was it from? You know, if you think back to why do you have a thought, a strong thought on something, where was that information given to you from? Where did you actually learn that? Half the time it's from an uncredible source. And even then, like what's credible? everything's up to interpretation at the end of the day so you know it's just very interesting you know another book here is how to win friends and influence people by dale carnegie that's probably definitely top five favorite books and that teaches you the ability to actually have a conversation and actually be able to benefit from conversations versus you know having a conversation debating an opinion you have on something and not even listening to the other person and that's most common conversations and that the outcome of those are just non-beneficial to anybody it usually ends in an argument where someone is mad at the other person no one's listening and there's no benefits there um so you know when you're able to actually be like all right hey i might be wrong about this but here's my view on it and here's my here's my um here's where i, I have that view from but what's your view on it i want i want to hear about your view and uh let's let's have a little debate here about why my view might be right or why your view might be right and be completely open to being okay yeah you were right on that and uh, I don't know, man, ever since I, I put that mindset in my, in my head, it's been, uh, it's been great. It's been able to avoid all uh, arguments. Yeah. <laughs> I won't even put myself in an argument now. I just won't do it. Uh, yeah. If someone's argumenting with me, I'm just going to be like, hey, listen, uh, I just don't want to have this conversation right now. I'm all set. And, you know, it typically deads it right there, which is awesome. And then I'm actually able to learn from a lot of uh, conversations that I might not have learned from. I can imagine that that's a really good point, man. Like, I feel like that's kind of something today is like a lot of people just aren't open minded to like others opinions, you know, and like, I I feel like it's, you know, the general, like, I guess, mindset today seems like it's more on the, you know, within the lines of like, you know, either I'm right, or you're wrong, or like, you know, (laughs) you know, like, there's no like, like middle ground anywhere. It's just like, you know, I'm either, you know, right, or I'm not, you know, and like, it's I don't know it's just kind of tough you know because like I feel like it's it's a lot harder than it should be like to find somebody that's that's more on the open-minded side you know and just has that like you know eagle eye view of the conversation and you know not trying to like push anything in like either direction or you know it's yeah (laughs) it's it's a breath of fresh air when you're actually having a conversation with someone that's open-minded for sure it is you know I really try to promote that in my circle and my people that I'm with on a regular basis that you know, we don't have any arguments like ever. We'll have debates and we'll have, you know, good debates, but they'll be completely open-minded and we'll check each other if they're not, you know, yeah. and uh, we'll hold each other accountable if they're not too. And like, and it's, uh, it's been great ever since we started implementing that. Cause actually we're having very high level conversations on a regular basis that aren't opinionated based. And if they are like, it's with good value, like people come with good, 
good um, resources, but yeah, I got this from this. This is a good, credible source because we're going to check each other now, you know? Yeah. No, I, I like that a lot. I, I might have to read, um, you know, how to win friends and influence people again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man, honestly, I, I, I should get another read in there too. But I probably read that <laughs> book like five times now. But that, <laughs> yeah. one is, uh, that one is the most like life-changing in terms of like, like communication Learning and like communication yeah. and yeah just like having friends building like building relationships on a high level you know yeah that that's one of those books actually along with like rich dad poor dad and i i think uh the richest man in babylon but um or the poorest man and i don't know i forget but <laughs> um but yeah like just one of those books that like i try to read at least once a year um yep. you know just to kind of like refresh and and uh you know, make sure that those, those values and those lessons and stuff like that are, are still apparent, you know, and, and, you know, yeah, pretty much just to kind of refresh. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's an extremely valuable book and, uh, you know, a lot of really crazy stuff in there. Yep. Definitely. Definitely. Yep. Um, so Justin, let's see here. Ooh, what is something that you thought about business, networking, or wealth creation that has changed as you went along? Um, yeah, so I'll touch on like real estate a little bit, uh, just because I had a major shift in terms of uh, like wanting to acquire real estate. So, you know, when I, when I built HomePoint, and, you know, obviously I wanted to build it so I could buy properties, I could acquire properties because that was my, that was my vision, right? Yeah. And uh, along that path, I, I learned more about like syndications and stuff like that. It, it really had a, my, a huge mindset shift because, you know, I could buy one, pro I could buy a hundred properties, a hundred doors per se, one by one, you know, buying one property, then the next one, the next one, or I could just go right in and buy a hundred properties off one deal. And um, that was, that was crazily uh, impactful for me. And then now furthermore, I just had another mindset shift. Actually, I, I did a uh, numbers comparison on actually acquiring properties versus investing in crypto versus staking versus uh, anything that I can really have a, a strong ROI. And at the end of the day, out of every comparison I've ran, reinvesting my money back into my businesses will have the most strongest ROI there is. And then beyond that, the highest ROI will actually be building an audience um, through social media. That will be the number one most valuable thing I'll have in terms of return on investment out of everything, out of buying properties, about building companies, about um, investing in the stock market, invest, investing in cryptocurrency and staking in cryptocurrency, uh, about flipping NFT, any of that stuff, any of it, like building an audience online will be the number one most um, thing I've ever built in terms of ROI based off my uh, calculations, which is, is a huge mindset shift because I came into this with mindset where all right, real estate's gonna be the, the, the biggest ROI. And then I had a shift recently where owning businesses will actually have a way higher, uh, um, bigger ROI because, you know, I put 10,000 into my company, I'll get 50,000 back or a hundred thousand back. And it's very hard to do on a, on a real estate property unless you're doing flips and stuff. But if you're owning long-term investments then it's, it's, you can do that long-term sure, but in short-term building a business and even long-term building a business has a better ROI. And then furthermore, social media is going to wipe them all out of the water. So, uh, that was a huge, huge mindset shift along my journey that I've had. Uh, but, I don't know. Like I said, man, I'm a different person. Than I was yesterday. My mind, my mindset changes all the time and it's always continuously improving and I work on it daily. I work on my mindset daily and everything that I'm thinking constantly. I'm, I'm, I'm always trying to improve my thoughts and my new, and beliefs and I don't stick to beliefs. I, I try to always have an open mind on things 
And when new information comes in, I try to really be open-minded about it and take it in as it comes and being very flexible and open to changing as I go. You know, I'm not stuck on anything. I'm stuck on a few core values that I have as an individual. I'm stuck on a, a few things I want to do in terms of vision. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's all open to pivot and change along the journey. And none of it's, none of it's staying. Like if, if, what I'm telling you today about what I want my vision to be uh, tomorrow, I wake up and it's something new. That's completely fine. I really have, I don't, I'm not attached to it by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, all I know is like, even if I got into real estate, if I woke up tomorrow and I said, you know what, I don't like real estate anymore, which is not going to happen. But if it did, I wouldn't even <laughs> yeah. care. And, and the reason why I wouldn't even care is the information education that I've learned along my journey is, is going to bring me in any industry that comes to follow. You know, uh, before I built home point um, I was a real estate agent, but, while I was a real estate agent, I actually built a supplement company. I was uh, selling supplements. I actually had a, <laughs> it was, it was a hangover release uh, medicine, nice. hangover relief medicine. So I had, um, I had uh, pills that you could buy that had um, uh, alleviating natural remedies that help stomach aches, uh, fatigue and headaches. I had K cups, the things you put in the, the cure eggs yeah, uh, yeah. that had, uh, had uh, herbs in them and also had CBD in them, all the stuff that was good for alleviating hangovers and whatnot. I had stuff that had no, it, I had a whole like company I was building out. Right. And, um, I, I would, at the same time I was doing real estate as a real estate agent. What I did was I sat down with, uh, this, this guy I met at the time and he was a coach mentor or whatever. And, you know, I was telling him, Hey, I got these two businesses. I'm trying to get going as a real estate agent and also with the supplement company. And he was like, you know, why, why are you building both? Like, why are you doing both of them? Why don't you just choose one industry and stick with it and go hundred at it? And I was like, well, essentially what I'm doing is I'm seeing which one really takes off the most. And I'm just going to go with that. Right. And just kind of build them both out. So I have like choices and options. Same time I was actually in college. So, um, you know, I was new to a lot of, a lot of this and I was just trying to figure it all out. And what I found was, um, that in one of my businesses that I was building out, it was actually another business, a marketing company I was building at the same time. And one of my businesses I was building out, what would happen was I would hit a roadblock. And instead of solving that roadblock and overcoming it, I would just go on to the other business and work on those problems or keep trying to progress that. And then I'll work on the next one. So I had that realization finally that I was continuously not learning. I was continuously stuck and my businesses were all stagnant and I was becoming a master at none, but a jack of all trades. And I had this realization that I had to cut one of them out and go hundred at the other. And I didn't, once this happened, once I made that decision, I said, all right, I'm just going to, I'm going to drop the supplement company. I'll pick it up maybe one day, but I'm going to go a thousand percent of real estate and I'm going to become the best real estate agent ever. And, um, that's what I did. And I, I, I thought at first I was quitting. And then I learned soon after that I didn't quit anything. Everything that I learned from building the supplement company, I took with me into real estate. All those things I learned in terms of marketing and, and product development and, and making connections and going to um, seminars and speaking on stage at events and pitching VCs. All this stuff I was doing there, I was learning and it brought me into real estate. And um, it's, it's, it's the same thing here. So if I ever woke up and changed my idea or whatever I want to do, it's everything I learned up to this point, I'm going to bring with me. And it, it's never quitting or it's never leaving. That's all personal development. Every day is working on personal development. So, um, I mean, that's my main focus. Like if I got 1% better every day, I won the day. Um, yeah. So I, I set up, uh, I call them MVPs, my most valued by priorities every day. And if I achieve those, I one of those is going to have some fundamental personal development growth in it. And that means I won. You know, I won the day. I, I had success that day. No matter what I did that day, even if it took me an hour, I already won. If I did it in the morning, which I try to always do before 12, then I won. I already won the day. It doesn't matter how the rest of the day goes. I can go chill and I can go surf all day or go um, hike a mountain or do whatever. It doesn't matter. I can continue to work. I already won. 
I got better that day. And if I continuously do that, the compound effect is massive, you know? That's so true, man. That, that was so golden. You know, like, that's definitely something that I struggle with is like trying to do too much. And like, there was one book that I read uh, a couple months back. You might have read it. It's The One Thing by Jeff That's, that's one of the books that, yeah, that was super impactful when I was yeah. actually making that transformation. Yeah, literally, man. Like, it, and it's like the perspective there, it's so valuable. And that one actually in the 80 20 principle as well. Yep. Um, and like it's it's just really interesting like it's like you I feel like you can't really unsee it like after you know you like you understand that concept and like you know like read that kind of book or like learn that lesson is like if you're not going like a hundred percent in one direction and having that you know one thing and you're trying to go in like you know two or three different directions then you're only really gonna you know distribute your um like your drive and your energy and your time among those three things and like yep. or like Brandon Turner talks about it on the podcast all the time and um I really like the way he explains it basically the concept of like building bridges so like you have the island that you're on and the island that's far away you know how are you going to get there well you're going to build a bridge well if you're you know trying to do all these different things then you know you're going to build all these bridges and they're going to be really short you know but like they're all going to be there but you could do that but you're still, you know, not where you want to be. But if you took all that energy, you know, and time and put it into one bridge, then you're going to, you know, make it to where you want to be. And then you can use the resources from that island to build the second bridge, you know? And like, it's, it's hard to implement though. You know what I mean? Like I'm kind of in a yeah. position right now where like, I, like, I definitely understand that concept, but you know, between having like a 40 hour a week job, um, you know, trying to get my agent stuff going, looking for a house and the podcast. Like I'm trying to figure out like how to build that one bridge, but like, I can't really give up like any of them. <laughs> and like, I don't want to, you know, it's just like trying to figure out like one at a time, like what's the one thing that I'm going to go like super hard on and then, you know, build the next one right after that. You know, is it a matter of like, you know, hiring a VA to, you know, delegate certain things to like take that one off your back or, you know, focusing on like one thing, um, you know, which could actually like make it easier for other things. And like, I don't know, it's like the concept is incredible. The execution, at least for me, has been difficult. <laughs> you know, no, I, I totally agree with you, man. I mean, <laughs> I've been dealing with this for years now and, and yeah. still perfecting it. And as you can see, my vision, I'm still all over the place. I'm trying to still be very consistent on following that one thing. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's so true. Once I started actually diving in a thousand percent just with real estate, I really did change everything. Like, I started yeah. to elevate at a much higher rate and, and, um, at, at, at a speed like it was just incredible to see actually the effects of it um so it's it's so true it definitely works and the execution is very tough especially if i mean <laughs> understanding it is one thing and actually doing it is another thing but having the understanding is is half the battle three quarters of the battle really you know once you have the understanding that you know it you know yeah. it has to be done uh then you can actually start making things to implement it but like so you know my example of that is like with home point right now we we built out home point where we're systemized essentially we're closing deals somewhat consistently. I wanted I want to streamline the consistency a little bit a little bit more, mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, the rest of the I look at it more so like, so you know, Brent Turner uses uses uh, the bridge. I like I like the boat uh, idea of uh, analogy of a boat, mm -hmm. and so you, you build this boat right. You have the boat that's your your one company right. 
So you can either, you know, build other bridge or build a second boat, or you can just like build on top of that boat, right? That, that, that is going to, that's the vertical integrations for me. Like those are all going to help each other. Although it's going to be, I need someone all independently on each one of those things. Yeah. Um, I can't leave one of them until um, I have someone fully dedicated on that one thing. Um, because you, you, at the end of the day, if you're not doing that one thing, you need someone to do that one thing for you. So like the podcast, for example, you need someone dedicated on that for you if you are going to focus on one thing you know what i mean like that's exactly. how you gotta have it if you want to separate <laughs> those things so like you know that's the one thing I, I i focus on is you know like i said personal development with my team because everyone on my team you know my vision for them and my true potential with them is ownership and everything yeah. we're building here and i promise them that so long as they actually do the work they show up they are working on themselves consistent consistently and become because they can get there they can get wherever they need to go and, and be in that position it's just a matter of that mindset which they're having because they're working on their personal development so i can plug them in all right hey you run the acquisitions company you run the marketing company you run the brokerage whatever it is um and then then they can, can strictly focus on that one thing um but like you know for the acquisitions company for, and the marketing company the brokerage those are all working hand in hand it's the same boat for me and that's that's what i decided was instead of building multiple boats i'm going to build one boat i'm just going to build a massive massive conglomerate boat that is going to get me there you know what i mean yeah <laughs> and we're just we're, we're we're building it as we're going and we're stacking it and growing it as we're going as well um but yeah man it, it's it's hard i mean the main thing that i always tell everybody is like if you are going to do multiple things and it's becoming increasingly hard for you not to um, cause I know it's very hard for a lot of people to just stick on one thing, at least be in the same industry. So like, I don't know what you're yeah. doing for your job, but at least have it in real estate, go do, go be a property manager, go, go work for a broker as an assistant, uh, do something in real estate or like, you know, uh, you know, whatever it is. So at least you're in the same industry. Cause that's yeah. going to, that's going to further you there. At least I, I, I call that the same boat. I don't call that. I would call it the same bridge. You know, I, I would just yeah. say like, you're, you're an architect one day and you're also, you're building the, you're uh, the construction crew of the laborer building the bridge the other day. And it's like, at least you're on the same bridge, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think that's super valuable, man. I love the analogy, by the way, the, the boat analogy, <laughs> but um, no, yeah, that's, that's a really interesting perspective, you know, and like, just to really like centralize in on the real estate and just keep everything, like keep everything in. So then at least, yeah. you know, once you're building, um, building that boat, you know, like you're still moving towards like the same direction, you know, and it's not like, you know, there's one little, you know, thing that's split off in another way. It's, it's still all together and you're still moving towards your vision, uh, you know, a little bit more efficiently than, you know, trying to like most of the way do on and like do on a little bit. And, you know, it, it kind of kills like the one thing a little bit because <laughs> now it's two things. <laughs> yeah. The, the only other yeah. way to do that, in my opinion, is like, don't leave don't leave harbor right you're at the harbor you're building the boat you get a crew you get a captain and then sail it out right yeah and that's like you know you build a company up you build all the systems you build the infrastructure you get the you get the team members you get the employees then you get a ceo to run it for you and then you let it go right and then you can work on the next one because that one's kind of already off and it's going it's doing its thing and then you're just you're, you're just piloting and like hey how's everything going every so often yeah. And with the C, with the, with the captain, right. With the CEO, the captain, he's running that ship. And that's like your two, the two ways to really do it. And um, I'm more focused on that second way, just because of all the things that we, you know, it's, you can use it either way. You either build that one big boat or multiple boats, but essentially that's how it's being done where yeah. I need someone there running these businesses and it can't be me for all of them. Um, it exactly. has to be separated. I just want to be able to build them up. Cause I, I love building systems. I'm a huge systems guy. And I'm really good at it too. 
so I can build up all the systems necessary to run a business um, and get it functioning and where it's, you put $1 and $10 comes out and then get someone to run that and have everything moving smoothly. And then I can step out and then I can kind of go. Yeah. I know. I love the systems too, man. Like ever since I read the E-Myth, that, that was another book that like, you know, hit me like a sack of bricks in a good way. It was like systems, <laughs> you know, like, I, I don't know, like just the, the concept of like the franchise prototype model, like, you know, why is McDonald's on every, you know, street corner in the world? You know what I mean? And like, you know, like, I feel like that's another one of those things is like, once you see the concept of systems, like you can't really unsee it. Yep. I was like, how do I get the result that I'm looking for? You know, well, the same result that I'm looking for most of the time, um, you know, with like the same process. Because even like, I'm sure, you know, you can agree with your podcast as well. Like for me, this it's kind of like a, you know, you do the same thing over and over and over again. You know, you, you like, you just switch out the guest or, you know, change it up a little bit. But the big parts of that process are always going to stay constant, you know, and like, it, it almost like it takes a lot off of you. Like if you had to, or like if you were doing like a, a YouTube channel or something like that, like, all right, you know, you might change the idea of the video, but like the way you record it and like the way you edit it and stuff, like everything's still going to be the same. Like I couldn't even imagine, you know, doing it one way. And then, you know, if you wanted to do another video or another episode and that like change it up, like everything. And now all of a sudden, you know, it doesn't take like a couple hours anymore. It's days to, you know, like I, I couldn't imagine it like to just kind of, you know, pick your process and then run with it and then like tweak little things here or there, you know, to, to test things out and stuff and, and kind of get it how you want it. You know, it's systems are everything. Yeah. I mean, while, while you're building that out, while you're looking at building out a system for say a podcast, you just got to always keep in mind, like how can I plug someone in there and in here to do this and how would that, what would that look like? And how would I go about that? And, you know, can I, can I document this along the journey? So when it comes time to hire a virtual assistant to do this or to have someone in house, it's all documented. It's all right there. Everything should have SOP process on it. That's something I learned this year. And everything I do now has a SOP process, a yeah. standard operating pr uh, process. And essentially like I have that documented, I have that recorded, I have A to Z on it, and there's, it can change, of course, but there's really no need for it if it's working. Um, exactly. You know, so like, you know, building TikToks, you know, there's a process on that. Building, um, and now I have like the algorithm worked out, so it's even better now. So like, I know, you know, I know how to make a video and make it go viral, essentially, or get it pretty close to viral, um, almost guaranteed, you know, and if I make a couple videos, it, it, the, the process works, you know, and, and now I know, now it just, I just got to run it and now I got to systemize it. Now I got to delegate it and automate the process. And now, now, all right, now we got to spend an hour a, a week. If so, um, that's my goal right now. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get my content where I only got to spend like an hour a week instead of a whole day. Um, and that's, that's the next step. You know, you, you figure out your, your, you figure out how to do it. You build a system around it. Then you automate it and delegate it out. And now it's only so little time, if any, to keep it running. Yeah. Honestly, like it really is incredible, man. Like just the concept of like the strength of your processes rather than um, I guess like the qualification of like the person, like of the individual. Like if my directions are absolutely incredible and like wicked strong, then like, you know, the person's going to be able to like, you know, obviously in a perfect world, just come in, follow the instructions, and then I'll get the result that I'm looking for. And like, it's a lot less dependent on the person coming in but actually, you know, like your vision and, you know, the strength of your SOP. It's, 
it yeah. totally blew my mind. <laughs> you you know? just got to make it super simple for somebody. Yeah. Like for, for VAs, when I hire VAs, I make it incredibly stupid and simple for them. Yeah. And it, it's like a no fail process. If it, like anyone could do it, anyone could do it. Someone that doesn't speak our language can do it. And that's how I always think about it while I'm building out things for VAs. Um, anything that's going to take me more than like 40 hours to do, even if it's just a one-off project, I'm going to get a VA involved if it's just computer work. Uh, there's just no point not to. I could pay a VA $50 for that or $100 for that, where I could spend a whole week on it instead. I mean, my, my week is definitely worth more than $100. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's how I do things, man. Honestly, like, I feel like, you know, this is one of those things that, like, it's, like, ridiculously tough to, you know, be able to figure it out right off the bat. Like, you know, how to delegate and stuff like that. And, like, you know, how to, you know, push things out to, like, a virtual assistant and when. But like from your experience, like once you do it the first time, like, is that one of those things where like you learn the principle and then, you know, you're probably going to use that principle for like the rest of your life for like different things. Like once you learn like, Hey, you know, once I get to this point, like, I don't want to do that anymore. Like my, you know, time is more efficient over here. So, you know, like I'm going to hire this out and this is my process for like writing the SOPs and getting the VA to do that. And like, this is just like, I'm just going to do that you know like is it one of those things where like you learn it and like you do it once and and then you just kind of know like yeah I kind of have to do this now <laughs> yeah so uh so my, my first to push out another book I know we pushed out probably five or six now <laughs> <laughs> to push out another book my first business book I ever read was four hour work week by Tim Ferriss mm-hmm. and that is a incredible book in terms of building infrastructure systems automating delegating your business uh, it taught me everything I need to know. And it, it was my first business book I ever read. So it gave me the mindset off the jump that I have to delegate and systemize everything in my business, no matter what, even if it's not my business, my life, everything should have uh, some system on it and it all should be delegated out. Uh, your emails, your social media, everything should be, should be clocked in um, one way or another. So like, you know, if, if you're out there listening and you're, you you want to get more involved in building systems, delegating and automating, read that book for our work week, because I'll give you the, the perspective you need to do it. But yeah, once once I had that mindset going into it, that's what I see all the time. Every time I do something, I figure, all right, how can I do this, build it out once it's working, pass it off every yeah. single time. I don't look at it ever as like, I'm going to be the one doing this ever, ever. There's very minimal things that I look at. If anything, it might be temporary. All right, this quarter, I'll do it. This quarter, I'll do it so I can perfect it. And I want, I want to make it so it can be duplicated. Um, and it's, it has proof. There's, there's uh, evidence there that it can work. Like, you know, for a marketing, a new marketing channel for a start, like I'll do it up until it's working and I'll do it for a little bit longer if, if necessary. But after that, I want to pass it off. I want to scale it out. You know, for example, like, you know, um, right now I'm trying to implement uh, door knocking into our marketing, um, one of our marketing channels. So I'm, I'm door knocking right now. And like, I, I love door knocking. It's not, it's super fun. Um, because it's 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 exciting it's it, all, all the experiences um all the emotions you go through door knocking is uh is is incredible you know you're sitting there you're in your car you know you got these uh these things these things rolling in your head like all right maybe i shouldn't go there maybe i should go all these <laughs> things start going in your head it's it's, it's, it's exciting because like yeah you know you're sitting there and you're, you're you're fighting with yourself like oh maybe maybe they don't want to sell maybe they're going to yell at me same things that go in your head when you're cold calling right Yep. And um, now, now I know, like, all right, now I got to be the ones that kind of handholds and kick my agents out of the car so they can, they can, they don't have to go through that alone, right? Because that's something that is hard to go through alone. Unless you have crazy willpower, you're not going to be the one to do that. So right now I'm door knocking and I'm going to build up the process to make it super, super simple for someone else to go out and door knock. 
and I want to build um, a list of people or a system to grow that that marketing channel out because I don't want to be the one door knocking. It doesn't make sense yeah. for me to door knock. It makes sense for me to build out a system for other people to door knock and generate leads, then pass them off to the company. And then my acquisitions managers, which I, are, I also built the role for and built that out, can take those leads, convert those to, to deals or appointments or to offers. And then my disposition team can take over for, from there which again, I sat in, I built out and um, also delegated that role to somebody, which is actually is me right now. Um, but I'm, I'm looking for, I'm building that out for someone right now mm-hmm. where they can take in and disposition that process as well. So like, you know, that's how I look at everything in my, inside my company, marketing channels, um, positions in the company, every hat that I wear, I, I look towards like every, every time you put on a hat, your mind has to change. Mm-hmm. Um, and when that happens, you have a huge gap in, in time where you're thinking about one thing, now you got to think about the next thing. And for a new business owner, you're wearing multiple, multiple hats. As a real estate agent, for example, you're doing lead generation. You're, you're, um, you're, you're doing the marketing to generate the leads. You're having these conversations with homeowners one way or another. You're meeting with the homeowners. You're putting in offers. You're showing them uh, properties. Then you have a property under contract. You're going through the process of closing on the property. Now you have a listing. You know, now you got to market the property. All these different things are different hats that you're wearing. And um, it's very hard to transition from one to the other. There's, there's a gap in time you're losing every single time you take one hat off and put another hat on because you've got to have a different, different thought process that goes into these things. And, and, and I don't know if you're, um, if you're savvy to flow, but flow in business is, is real. You know, when you're going through something like, you know, if you're, say you have a whole day of creating content and then someone calls you up for an appointment, you're, you're, in, you're in the mindset of creating content. Yeah. Um, and then now this person wants to talk to me about actually going on an appointment and talking about their house and stuff. Now I got to transition my head completely to get there. But I'm really just thinking about social media. I'm thinking about this. My mind's not in there, you yeah. know. So you know what I've done to really um, do that is obviously delegate out these roles and delegate as many hats as I can, so I don't have to wear as many. But also I have days of the week that I specialize in different things. Like I said, I have a whole day dedicated to content creation. And that's all I do that day. I mean, there's some things that will come up there and there, but realistically, my head's in the game and that's all I'm doing. I'm focusing on creating content. I'm focusing on uh, writing scripts for content. I'm focusing on uh, shooting podcasts, editing podcasts, whatever I do with content. That's my day. My head's there all day. Um, I wake up in the morning. All right, content day. It's easy now, you know? Um, So now it's not, I'm I'm spending an hour a day creating content. Then I'm spending... um, two hours cold calling and then I'm spending um, an hour following up and all these yeah. different things. Like this is, this is where it's, it's, it's tough for your brain to transition. Um, you're not in flow anymore. You know, if you are, it takes 15, 20 minutes of that task to get back in flow, uh, which is a waste of time. You know, all that time is you're not fully in the game, you know? That's such a huge lesson, man. That's definitely something that I struggle with right now is like, like I haven't figured out the concept of like saying no yet. <laughs> so you know, like, that'll be the thing is like, you know, I'll go to work, you know, 40 hours a week. And then after work, you know, sometimes I'll have like a podcast or something or, you know, want to do whatever. And then all of a sudden, like something comes up during the day, like a, a phone call or something like that, or like connecting with someone that I'm like, oh, you know, I, I can squeeze them in right then. And then like, it throws off everything. But <laughs> like, that's my thing is like, I just I haven't figured it out yet. You know, and like, I don't, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I, I totally oh, understand what you're saying, like with the flow, because there was a to throw another book in. There was um, a book called Limitless by Jim Quick. 
that one's a wicked wicked good mindset book um if you haven't read it i highly recommend it guys but it talks about that concept you know of getting that flow and the same thing you know like once you get distracted it could be like exactly you know 20 minutes 25 minutes to actually get back in it and like you know just be wired like just for that you know and like if you keep getting thrown off which is something that that i definitely haven't figured out yet like you're not really in that state of flow to get that one thing done you know and like it's it's such a powerful concept you know like just to be in flow and like then when yeah. you get distracted or like yeah you know if like you know there's a notification on instagram or something like now all of a sudden i'm thrown off oh uh, you got to turn all your notifications off when social media. <laughs> that's, that's one great thing, idea guys, <laughs> yep, that's i don't a... have any i i've my only notifications are on for gmail uh, that's about it. And then I have like motivational things that come up too, but that's all, that's all good stuff. But email, like I, I kind of have to respond to those, but I, I honestly, realistically, if you read four hour work week, you should have hours in the day where you check that and that's it, yeah. you know, and that's, but like with real estate, obviously it's tough. Um, I want to be on top of that, you know, as best as possible, but realistically to really be fully productive, you should have all your notifications shut off. You should try to get completely in flow. You know, I, I have a sign I put on my door is do not disturb. So like when I'm like doing something like this, no one bothers me. Uh, or if I want to really just just grind out on something, no one's bothering me. Um, so you should have times where you do this. Turn on, do not disturb, whatever you need to do uh, to get yourself in that state so you can be fully present and fully maximize uh, your use while you're there. That's huge, man. I'm definitely going to uh, gonna try that after this. <laughs> yeah, one, one thing I did too is um, I had trouble saying no for a while too. I, I would say yes to any opportunity business-wise or anything else because yeah. You know, if it, you know, you have the uh, shiny gold object syndrome where yeah, a new yeah. opportunity comes up and you're like, oh, I want to get involved. You have FOMO. You don't want to miss out. Um, but I put a I put a sticky note on my wall. It says um, it said say no to everything unless unless specifically like uh, involving your vision. And that was in big letters. Say no to everything. So, I, you know, I'm on the phone. I'm looking at my desk and there's a sign that says say no. I'm like, oh shit. All right. No, nah, I can't do that right now. I can't, I don't, I don't want to get involved with this. So if someone brings me an opportunity. Someone wants to talk about this other thing, you know, Hey, let's just stay on real estate right now. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to lose my focus. As soon as I step out of real estate, I lost, you know, I'm, 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 I'm changing my mind. I'm changing everything that I'm going for. And it, it really throws you off. Um, you know, stay on that one thing can be completely focused on that. Say no to everything else that gets, that gets you off your one thing, change your mindset, work on your finances, that's where you're, 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 you're got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's super interesting, man. Like, especially, you know, starting off as well and like being much earlier to the process. Like, I almost feel like I have to, well, like, I want to say yes to like a lot of different things, like a lot of opportunities that come up and like thinking about it in that aspect, like I might actually be shooting myself in the foot, you know, from taking on a lot of these things and, and not actually, you know, moving a hundred percent towards the vision. Like it's, yeah. it's really interesting to think about. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely, man. Definitely. Uh, but Hey man, um, I'm kind of, I got another appointment coming up. So I yeah, run yeah, yeah. if you just have like a, maybe a, another question or two, we can kind of wrap it up here. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ooh. <laughs> so we could do this one. We've talked about it quite a bit, but uh, the question was, do you read and what is your favorite business investing or real estate book that you would recommend to anyone? If you had to pick yeah, one, we, <laughs> we definitely hit on that heebly in this podcast. <laughs> Um, I see it's hard because I, I wouldn't recommend any single book to anybody. Yeah. I would only recommend, I only read very um, effectively and presently. You know, I, I don't even read full books most of the time. I read just chapters half most of the time. You know, when I'm working on something intimately in my life where I'm trying to 
solve or I'm coming up with a lot of roadblocks on, I'm going to research heavily what books and what chapters in the book is going to provide that solution. So like, I wouldn't recommend like, if you formulate that question a little bit differently, if you had like asked me a question, like, um, you know, what, what is a book you'd read on mindset? What would you re- read on finance? Yeah, like yeah. I would have an answer for any of those, but in, in general, like I would, I, I don't read, I don't like to read. I only yeah. read when I need to read really. Um, I, I will try to read in free time, but realistically I'm reading very mindfully mm-hmm. and I'm reading very, um, something that I can, I can read and actually, um, implement right away right away that's the biggest thing people don't do in college that's why the biggest thing that people should do in college is internships because they're taking their information they learned and they're able to immediately implement it this speeds up the process of education at a hundredfold you know in school you only take away 10 15 20 percent of actually what's taught if if you're lucky but if you're implementing everything you're doing while you're being taught it you're actually learning at 50 60 70 90 80 to 100 percent of what you're being taught because you're doing it you're actually doing what what you're learning so if you, if you want to learn anything, you know, um, you got to find a book that's specific on what you want to learn and then read them. You know, um, if you want to get involved in business, I would say read, you know, four hour work week, that one changed up my mindset in business. If you want to learn more about financial literacy, um, you know, um, versus dad, poor dad, um, or the two other books we, we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you want to learn more about, um, being more present spirituality, um, be here and now, uh, that one's a really good one um you know I, I have different books for anything i would differently recommend you know it's, it's just it's tough to recommend just one book on on uh a general topic you know yeah i totally agree man that's huge because like everybody's going to be at you know different points in their lives and like you know different parts of their mindset and like you know their career and like same thing you know with mindset like some people are going to be you know a lot more newer to you know shift in a different kind of mindset or be a lot more you know, gung ho and like in depth in that, in that kind of mindset and like different books are going to, you know, really help you out at different spots. Yep, exactly. But yeah, Justin, thank you so, so much for coming on here, man. I could talk to you for a very long time. <laughs> of course, um, Kyle. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. It's been great. I, you know, I'm, I'm always uh, glad to share my story. I, I, I enjoy doing it. I love helping, educating and teaching other people. So I, I hope the listeners out there got some value from this. So, man, I really appreciate you having me on. A hundred percent. So we're on uh, like social media and stuff, you know, can you and the company be found? How can you be contacted? Yeah, man. So um, if you go to Linktree slash wholesaling, mm-hmm. um, linktree.wholesaling, if you guys know what Linktree is, um, pretty much you can reach everything from there. Um, you know, if you want to find me on Facebook, you know, just look up my name, Justin Dion. It might be if you're looking up facebook.com slash Justin Dion RE. Um, Instagram's probably the same, Justin Dion RE. Um, if you want to look at my company, uh, we're pretty much sell to home point everywhere. Uh, the home, the company is called home point LLC, sell to home um, but yeah, the realistically where you can get, uh, I have scripts in there. I have, um, possible contracts you could use. I have, um, coupons to different resources. Um, my social media platforms realistically all in that link tree, uh, link tree slash wholesaling. Awesome. Thank you so, so much, man. I'll, I'll link all that stuff below. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. All right, guys, that concludes our Creating Wealth podcast episode for today. I want to thank every single person that has listened this far. It really means a lot to know that people can learn from me and with me as we build wealth together. Hopefully you can take home at least one thing from this podcast that will improve your life just a little bit. If you could, please check me out on social. 
That's at Kyle Curtin Real Estate on Instagram, Facebook, and I'm on Bigger Pockets. Until next time, let's build together.